Welcome back to the Balance Bowly Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Ren Thigpen. Always excited to be with you. And today is absolutely no different. This month, for all of you that are listening at the time of this release in September, is a very special month for me. I usually call it Selfish September unapologetically, because it is on the tail end of me coming back from a six-week self-levocation where I got to fast and be with me and be with God and be with my family and my grandbabies. And I had an anniversary in the middle of all these people. So lots of love time, like all of the things and celebrate a birthday, a new milestone, a new opportunity to have breath in my body and to be very grateful for it. It's also a time where I get to remove all the narratives that I have been living out for whatever the reason is. Maybe from the previous self-lovecation, I thought I needed to do a certain thing or my spirit led me to do a certain thing and it served me to a point, but now it's time to open up a new chapter. And September for me, selfishly, has always been the month where I get to rescript and have a clean slate and start anew in so many ways, personally, professionally, ministerially. Yes, you know, I make up words here all the time. So we're going to roll with that. As a leader, a G-bunny, all of the things, I get to do it again. So today is an extremely special day that I get to introduce you to a guru who is absolutely walking her talk. It is not always rainbows and sprinkles. And she is here to tell you the truth (laughs) about what it looks like when you are ready to re-script in an unscripted way. Welcome my new friend, Tanya Lyon. She is an award-winning journalist who is leading in every aspect of her life even when the storms, hurricanes, and sometimes the tsunamis are coming along to try to do what life does to all of us, which is to shift you off of your pathway. And she is not bending. Do you hear me at all? Tanya, welcome to the Balanced Bully Podcast. We are so happy to have you. How are you today? I'm great. Nikita, thank you so much for that sweet introduction. And thank you for your kindness and the way you lead, because you're leading us to take good care of ourselves. And we didn't always learn how to do that very well, did we? So thank you for the invitation to spend time with you. You have a long list of wonderful, wonderful interviewees. And so I'm really grateful to be here. And I am delighted. And I can say that and mean it. Um, I think in some stages of my life, I would have pretended that I was happy. I would have pretended that everything was okay. And I have been in a season of stripping away my Mm -hmm. areas of denial and stripping away my areas of control and opening my hands and my heart and saying, yes, Lord, your will be done. And it has been a challenge and, um, and I'm grateful for it. So yeah, it's good to be here. Good to see you. Thank you. And thank you for just that in and of itself was a blessing so much, Tanya, because that is real. (laughs) That is real life speaking. That is not fluff and academia and 300 page books and papers that you just get to stand on because of the research. You're coming from a space of honoring that you're a real person living an experience and still knowing that you don't have to be stuck in it, knowing that you get to re-script and 
decide what the new chapter is going to be to a point, right? Yeah, like we're yeah. all led and, and hold space <laughs> for something higher pulling us forth. But with that said, the work that you're doing is that much more intriguing to me because I know that you are helping um, at in your ministry and your leadership with coaching both individual women and humans as well as the couples that yeah. you work with yeah. and really making sure that you help people not just do work that makes them look good on the outside for other people, but really nourishes them on the inside so they can truly grow in an intentional way. And I really honor that. That's so great. Thank you so much for saying that. Two things come up for me when you say that. The first one is that one of my favorite things to tell clients is you have permission to begin again, whatever that looks like. And I'm not saying that means let go of everything. It means if you have some goals that you set for yourself and you weren't able to accomplish, you have permission to begin again. And we know we have permission to begin again because if we woke up this morning, we are approved, we are accepted and we have permission to begin again. And I think that so much of my life, I lived in a space of trying to be perfect and thinking that perfectionism was the right way to go. And I just found that that didn't work for me and that I needed to let go of the need to look right on the outside, as you mentioned, but still feel so, um, pained and, um, uh, just uncomfortable and uh, not who I knew I wanted to be on the inside. And so, yeah, I do um, have an opportunity to work with really great clients, both one-on-one and also in couples uh, coaching. And some of the great group work that we're doing has been super, super fun. I think the thing I'm most excited about right now is the poetry work that we get to do. Yes. I saw that on the website. It's yes. So fun in uh, collaboration with the Institute for Poetic Medicine out of California, since 2017, we've been doing workshops, either participating in them or leading them. And over COVID, we had a chance to do some of them just online, which was fantastic. And we have been working with populations of people on the edges, people who have lost children, people Mm -hmm. who are dealing with chronic illness, people who are dealing with homelessness, people who are dealing with addiction, people who sometimes find themselves feeling like they're not a part of uh, the culture at large, of people who feel like they're not accepted. And at the end of the day, I realized that's really all of our narrative. It's not just it's not just those people. Come on. It's mm-hmm. all of us. We all feel like we're on the edges. We all feel like we don't know what's going on. And when we start engaging with one another, we recognize, of course, that we all have far more in common than we are um, different. So the poetry work has been really fun, and um, it really just helps me to live into the mystery of my own unscripted life. And mm-hmm. And it's fun that you use that word unscripted because that's the name of our business. It is called My Unscripted Life, and that's where our uh, website is. It's myunscripted.life. And it came from the notion, I worked for 20 years in television news, where all All I did was speak to the script that was on the teleprompter in front Uh of me. Now, certainly I did write many of those scripts, um, but we, you know, we spent a lot of time like inside the guardrails of scripts. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that we can often live our lives wishing there was a script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wishing, yeah. especially you remember this, like when we became new parents and we're grandparents now. Mm-hmm. Us, so it's a whole new level, but wishing that there was a script that I could follow so that I could get this thing right. And the truth of it is we all need to learn to lean in and let go and live into the mystery of our unscripted lives. And most of us, when we talk about it like that, we kind of like the mystery. We kind of like the idea of um, the opportunity to to co-create with God this life that he's given us to live. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. And um, I'm super grateful for it. And I, I did not expect to be where I am right now. So I'm grateful. No, I love it on every single syllable of everything you said. And I was definitely being cheeky because I knew that was the name of your business when I used that. So great. I love it. I wondered if you used that more than just with me. So thank you. No, it was just for you, just to honor you, Tanya, because of the great work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. When, when you decided to continue your work over this unsolicited, disruptive gift that the pandemic has been. Mm -hmm. Um, And I meant every word that I just said and how I described it. I'm not taking away from the pain that has come up from, grew up from, been exposed out of the pandemic, but I'm more focused on, just because you, you find more of what you focus on, right? I'm more focused on the gift that came out of it and having an opportunity to uh, connect with, you know, clients, partners, new friends, new colleagues in a way that maybe life was too booked and busy before COVID to do because of, we were all in our, our rote versions of what the, whatever those earlier scripts were. And then this paradigm shifting shakeup that we all across the world experienced in very different ways and some in disparaging um, disparaging ways, there was a gift underneath of it if we were willing to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some of us, the gift is still kind of exposing itself out of the dirt of, of all of it. Yeah. But I'm curious because of the work that you do, which is very similar to the work that I do in holding sacred space for people, being a soundboard, using, you know, your coaching, your strategy, your intuition to really hear what people need, even if they haven't physically spoken the words out of, out of their being in that way, what gift was it for you that came up through your work that allowed you to create balance in a different way for your life? And I know it has different angles and layers to it, Mm -hmm. but through the work part of that work, life and love (laughs) balance, what was it for you that made you go deeper into your work and maybe even create partnerships, deeper partnerships um, like you have? Yeah, I love that. Nikita, thank you. You said so much in there. I think one of the threads I want to pull out of there, you talked about deep listening. Mm -hmm. And um, that is one of the things that is so important to me and holding sacred space, just like you said. And I think that um, in some ways, this more virtual platform 
has offered people a space that they feel more like they can enter into than they could in person. Um, and I'll speak to, I mean, I'm, I've been going now for two years to 12 steps meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been dealing with some addiction issues and uh, 12 steps has been really, really helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And I find that for most of us, if we can close the screen for just mm-hmm. a moment mm-hmm. so that I can not feel like I'm being stared at, right. <laughs> that, right. that I can open up a little bit more. Yeah. And when you're face to face with someone, that's beautiful and mm-hmm. terrifying at the same time. Yes. And the word for that is ambivalent, right? Like mm-hmm. I have a desire to be deeply known, but at the same time, I run away from being deeply known because I don't want you to judge my story. Right. I don't want you to tell me I'm doing it all wrong. I need to be heard. Yeah. And Um, What happened during COVID was we had an opportunity to open up a space where people could just tune in, no matter how busy their lives were. And it started with the ministry called The Sandbox. We decided we're going to do this online, and we've never done it like this before. We've done our poetry circles in person always, but we knew that this might be the way that some of these very busy parents who are caregiving for children with chronic illness and other problems, um, that they might actually be able to give themselves time to tune in for an hour and a half to care for themselves well. No worries about drive time. If my food is cooking on the stove, I can go Mm -hmm. silent for a moment and go tend to it. And it gave them permission to care for themselves. And the act of writing the poetry was just part of the process where they entered into their own thought processes and discovered something that wasn't there. And I'm just so grateful for it. Yes, COVID was hard. Yes, we lost friends and family and Mm we, um, don't wish it on anyone, but there are definitely gifts in there. So many good gifts. If, as you mentioned, if we're willing to look for them. Yes. Oh, listen, there are very few times on the show when I want to throw a shoe. This is one of those moments. (laughs) Um, I can probably think of five in the last almost 10 years doing this. Yeah. This is definitely one of those moments because you are speaking truth and life into so many people that are listening to this right now that I can feel it already are vibrating higher because of the truth that you shared. And I honor you for both your story and your strength to be vulnerable and to just give a look behind the curtain of, of all the things I've talked uh, here on the show and other platforms many times about my addiction to stress and what that looked like and what it created, what I curated in my relationships, including, you know, from the bedroom all the way to the boardroom, like, and everything in between and what that meant for me to not just not be aware of it, but then be aware of it and didn't decide to do something. 
Come on. Right. You know what I'm saying? I do because it has control over us as Mm -hmm. long as we are unwilling Mm -hmm. to look at it. And then once we look at it, we realize, wait, that's not so scary after all. That's right. That's (laughs) right. It's just a habit. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. change my habits, That's right. but I can't change them until I'm aware of them, That's until right. I can admit that it's there. And um, and then I can say, hey, um, let's check this out and try some new things and see if something else might serve us better. Now, mm-hmm. that served me well for a while, right? right. It served right. me well for a while. It got me to where I am now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I will not despise it. It's a part of my story. That's and right. Um, maybe I can, you know, take that off for a while now, like an old coat that doesn't fit quite right anymore and, um, (laughs) keep moving forward, right? A little more naked, a a little more unashamed, a little bit more unafraid, right? Yeah. A thousand percent. I have a a funny story slash joke for you. So if we were on Zoom right now, and even in this platform, no one else can see but us for what we're, we're doing right here, Tanya, but for the people listening, there is an understanding in a lot of my circles where I'm going to master classes or coaching sessions or whatever it is that I'm doing. When you're in Zoom and you put in the chat and you start to type Nikita, it auto-corrects it in all capitals to naked. <laughs> so imagine the conversations <laughs> that end up, it disrupts that is fantastic, up, right? <laughs> and so in the beginning, when it was first happening, the person who did it would be more like, oh, oh my goodness, I didn't mean to say, right? Like they're just trying to apologize. And we're talking like corporate conferences that are virtual, I like all it. of it. So, so my reminder to everyone in good fun and humility is, yeah. listen, Everything understands that you are part of it for a reason. And this Zoom chat or this Riverside or this StreamYard or whatever it is, it knows that I help people get emotionally naked. So it's just giving you a heads up. We're just going there right away. Let's just go there right now. To your point about being emotionally naked, it's strength in that. And when you can be unclothed in this figurative sense that we're talking about, you can shake the shame and really embrace the next steps of your life so you can heal and thrive, which is a thousand and ten percent what I stand for. So I am Throwing a shoe at you again, girl. Thank Throwing you. a shoe. Thank you. I see a um, cute ballet slipper. What kind of shoe would you actually throw at me? No. My bunny slipper, but I'll take ballet slipper. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Okay, Nikita, so that I can give your listeners just a couple of tools, because um, I, uh, when I first started writing poetry, I thought, there's no way I can do that. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm a different kind of writer. I can't write poetry. And I learned to write poetry from a one-legged man, a teacher who helped me to see that it's okay to be who I am with the words that come out, even if they don't rhyme, even if they do rhyme, no matter what comes out, it's okay. So um, what we have done with um, many of our clients is we give them a poetry prompt, and it can be as simple as, I like to live. I like to live. And then you spend 10 minutes writing from that. Now, this has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. You got to stop somewhere. Okay. But I like to live. Another poetry prompt, if that one doesn't speak to you, is where I'm from. Mm. Where I'm from. I like to live. 
right? Okay, here's here's an example. I like to live, and this was written by my friend uh, and uh, co-worker, Samantha. She writes, I like to live in a watchtower, not a guard tower that keeps jailed ones in bed, not a crow's nest that scans the horizon for trouble ahead, not a castle turret protecting the property from intruders coming in, not a warning standing tall reminding me of my sin, but a watchtower is where I want to live, always leaning out and over, singing with confidence of my maker and all glorious evidence creation is singing to, below, around, and above, and the wonders of your great, amazing love. My, my poem is, I like to live where friends come together mm. to dance. Not the tortured, fearful kind, the surrendered, softened, opened up to life kind without need to be perfect or to know all the moves. I like to live where the tranquil chaos sweeps us up in its strength as we giggle and let go and trust where it leads. I like to live. So you see, there's nothing or magical about the prompt, right? But if you right from what comes up inside of yourself. I promise you, friend, listener, mostly women, a few brave men, that something beautiful will come up. Something surprising will come up. Give yourself just 10 minutes and write. I like to live and see what comes out. Woo! I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about your listeners coming back to you. Absolutely getting goosebumps. Yes. This this is good. I like this prompt and I like it for multiple reasons. Cathartic, a release of whatever might be pent up. And for many people, for many of the ambitious women specifically, and those few brave men that are listening, um, many of us, and I speak to myself as well as someone who also went through it, you start to lose the creative and more playful parts of yourself when you get into business. And as many people here are high-level professionals or entrepreneurs that are listening, we can get so fixated on the perfection that you were mentioning earlier um, or some version of it where we're just trying to check off boxes and get things done that we no longer listen to ourselves on the inside. What do I want to say? Where do I want to live? Where am I from? To restate some of those frames that you, you know, those markers that you use. And I think it's a very powerful exercise. I truly hope that every person listening to this will not just take it in and use it, but share it because there's someone else in your circle. You already know who they are. You can picture them in your head right now, like my cousin, my sister, my brother, my mama, somebody in your ecosystem needs to do this exercise. So thank you for that. My pleasure. My pleasure. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So Tanya, with all the things that you are doing and all the spinning plates that you have, how are you giving yourself permission to pause? I like to get first thing in the morning, a cup of coffee. Okay. And some water (laughs) and sit outside on my knees with God, just me and God in the pre-dawn time. And I recognize in myself that if I don't do this regularly and not just in the morning, to be quite honest, but Mm -hmm. a longer period in the morning and then checking in again with myself as the day goes on. I spent some time with monks Mm -hmm. and that helped me 
to recognize that my own rhythms weren't working for me very well. Um, One of my mottos, and it's embarrassing to say this, but when I was younger, one of my mottos was, you sleep when you die. Mm. And that is a certain recipe for killing myself, right? And so I learned from the monks of Monk's Corner, South Carolina at Nepkin Abbey, a healthier rhythm of life. And that means for me, giving myself permission to schedule quarterly time where I'm away just with myself. Yes. For 48 hours, mm-hmm. just me. Yeah. And the Lord and processing with myself what's been going on in my life, where I want my life to go. And also, it's been helpful to me to use this language. I'm just wasting time with God. Mm. I'm just wasting time with God. Mm-hmm. Because I used to, as an ambitious person, I used to think that wasting time with God meant that I was wasting time. What it means is I'm befriending myself. Yes. I am investing in the most important, important relationship I have, the one with God and the one with myself. And that's not wasted time. It's the best use of my time. Yeah. But I had to get there. Right. I had to try it to find that it works. Yeah. To embrace it for myself. It's like exercise too, right? Until you've actually regularly exercised and experienced the benefits of it, you don't think it works. Right. And then when you're experiencing it for yourself and you figure out whatever kind of exercise works for you, because it might not be running, it might not be whatever, it might be dancing, mm-hmm. it might be just jumping around or whatever, swimming. I don't know what it is for you. You get to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you get to decide. So that's really fun. So how do I give myself permission? I have learned it doesn't work. My life doesn't work well if I don't take time for myself in silence, letting go of all the needs to change things and fix things. I got to be still and know that he is God. Mm, 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 mm. Agreed wholeheartedly and fully on every single thing that you just said and the reasons that you do it. It is simple, but not easy when we're constantly looking at all the ways and all the reasons that something won't work or why it won't work, or maybe overly concentrating on the inconvenience of creating the new habit pattern. So I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. Oh, we could talk forever. How can people connect with you? Yeah. So if you're interested in the poetry, poetry at myunscripted.life is the best email address for us. Poetry at myunscripted.life. And our website is myunscripted.life. And we look forward to hearing from you. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. And so I would love to hear from any of your listeners. And uh, we'll offer um, a 25% off coaching sessions. If you're interested in getting started with us, we would love love to listen to your story and hear um, what life has been teaching you. Mm, I love that so much. Thank you so much, Tanya, for coming, for sharing, for showing up fully. It is appreciated, honored, and respected on a level that I can't convey more than what I've said. So thank you. Thank you so much for um, opening up space so that um, people like me can uh, share and feel heard. (laughs) Thank you, Nikita.
God bless you. Thank you. I receive and reciprocate that blessing. Balance Boldly listeners, I told you I was not playing games in 2022. You were getting nothing but excellence from every single human who has come and shared any of their time, their space, and their invested stories and information and the gateway to their heart. Because if you were listening closely, you heard everything you needed to take the nuggets and literally create new pages for yourself and not feel like you're starting from scratch, but that you get to start with some guidance. If you want to go a little further, I implore you to do two things for me that I ask at the end of every single episode. One is to make sure that you honor the person who showed up today, Miss Tanya Lyon. And if you or someone you know can benefit from the work that she's doing over at Unscripted Life, to share it. Just share this episode with that person that you know and that you're thinking of because it does matter. You don't have to have a conversation. You don't have to give context. You can just say, listen to this. It was a dope conversation. Tune in. That's it. And they will get whatever they're supposed to get out of it. And you are released from that obligation. But you are supposed to share good information with other people because that's how it spreads. The second thing that I ask you to do that I ask every single week is for you to enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.